Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Leticia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. We have entered Gentlemen's June, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody else as well. Hello. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing Gentlemen Prefer Blondes and then... Gentlemen Mary Brunettes, a sequel that is not really a sequel that I didn't know even existed. So, you know. Uh, anyways, do you have any history with Gentlemen Prefer Blondes? Absolutely none. Well, none with the movie itself. Um, again, as per usual, it is a cultural osmosis thing. I'm sure we have all seen renditions of the iconic Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend scene. Um, in different music videos and in other movies as well um, so that is what mm-hmm. I know about this film um, but apart from that, that no nothing I I had a Marilyn Monroe phase well I had a turn of classic movie um, phase so, you know, those two phases kind of overlap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, entirely kind of. But anyways, I had a Marilyn Monroe phase. I've seen maybe not all of her movies, but I've seen a majority of them. Um, this being one of them. I also had the best of Marilyn Monroe album on like iTunes or something. Uh, so I know a lot of Marilyn Monroe's songs as well uh, or songs that she sings in movies and stuff or she's sung in movies and stuff Um, but yeah that's kind of my history of it is that I kind of do have a history of it (laughs) Um, which isn't all too common on this musical podcast hosted by two people who like musicals we somehow haven't seen a lot of them listen Um, we just (laughs) appreciate them and you know what through this podcast we are becoming musical theater literate. Okay? That's all that it is. <laughs> yep, that's fair. That is fair. You know what? That is fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember liking it and I still like it. It's very, I want to say, still relevant. And so I would like to put this, like, not disclaimer but sort of say here at the beginning I'm probably gonna be like uh standing but like (laughs) I want y'all to also be sort of like conscious and aware that like sugar babies and all that kind of that line of work I guess do it when you're an adult and also make do research and be sure that's what you want to do. Um, even though I will probably be talking about it as if it like go off sis, I'm probably gonna, I wanna, I can't say drop out of school. I'm not in school. <laughs> I'm gonna drop out of school and become a stripper kind of thing. But like, yeah, just putting that out there, like be sensible, but I'm gonna be standing, so. 
that is it for the disclaimer. Let us get into the movie. Okay. I will also say I will be deferring to you on some of the cultural sensitivities regarding the references to South Africa. This movie, a product of its time, it came out in 1953. Uh, It's based on a stage musical uh, that uh, came out in 1949. Which, the turnaround is very quickly like. In 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 mm-hmm. present, I don't think we've had such a quick turnaround for theater to movie. In in a while. Yeah, I, I think we're in that era now. Yeah. Um, in terms of like the prom and everybody's talking about Jamie and yeah, um, um, Dear Evan Hansen, like I think we're. We're in the era of like a resurgence of an interest in making musical theater movies. Um, I'd also like to note, I think this is written by Jules Stein in terms of the, or Julie Stein? Hmm. I don't know. Never pronounced it out loud. Uh, who also wrote Funny Girl. I was like, what is that movie? <laughs> Funny Girl. So, ah, yes. yes. The age gap romance. Oh no, that's funny face. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's yeah. But that they also go to Paris then. Okay. You know. I was like, connections why, all why around. Did my brain. <laughs> but okay. We open on a musical number, not uncommon. Uh but they're sort of in world performing a show at the same time. Uh it is mm-hmm. what is it? We're just two little girls from Little Rock. The horse used to be my closest pal. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not gonna sing the whole song. I, I could. <laughs> you seem prepared. You were ready. So ready for this month. I'm kidding. So ready for this part of the month because I've never seen Jen, the brunette one. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, so we have uh, Marilyn Monroe as Laura Lee and Jane Russell as Dorothy Shaw. They are, uh, it seems, very close friends. They perform a show together. They're headliners, I believe. Backstage, they discuss someone in the front row who Lorelai is attached to. That is Gus Esmond. He's quite rich, and Lorelai is somewhat of a pursuer of the rich <laughs> in terms of she has a, a very uh, steadfast... A pursuer of the rich. I'm just saying she has a steadfast attraction to diamonds and uh, shiny things, but mainly diamonds. When, es- when Esmond comes backstage... They end up becoming engaged. He has a ring for her with a huge rock inside of it. (laughs) Dorothy Queen, um, she (laughs) is so sarcastic, so flippant about everything. I love her humor. It is very much my cup of tea. Um, I love that he's like, um, is it too big? Referring to the size of the band of the ring 
and Lorelai's like, oh, a rock could never be too big. <laughs> like, And she, like, sort of defers to um, Dorothy, like, do you think it could be bigger kind of thing? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sweetheart, I love you. <laughs> also, she refers to him as daddy the whole time. It's <laughs> both unsettling and, like, kind of, like, contemporary. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's 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 like so contemporary, but like in her transatlantic accent, it's so just like, please no, <laughs> daddy. <laughs> oh God, no. Yep. <laughs> oh, but um, I almost said Dorothy Lorelai has uh, Gus pretty much wrapped around her finger, and they're planning to go to France, uh, to get married. But Gus's father calls in the middle of their discussion and stops him from being able to actually go on the parish trip. So rather than the trip be wasted, Dorothy acts as the chaperone for Lorelai for them to go on this trip together. It's, it's sort of weird that she just decides to go to France yes. without him. Because, I mean, the whole purpose of them going to France was to get married. But you know what? She's, she's, she's a woman of her own ideals. And Dorothy, not to be left out, um, st- sure. spots um, the entire Olympic team as a prospect for her to have fun while on this boat trip. <laughs> when I tell you how uncomfortable... <laughs> Any time that entire team was on screen, how uncomfortable I was. I was like, I couldn't. You could never be me. Meanwhile, Dorothy's like, yes, man. I'm like, oh, no, too many. Too many. Don't like it. But yeah, they're both like like being ogled by <laughs> these men. It's, I don't know how close it is to reality, but it seems like there was a a greater amount of physical restraint then but again I don't know how close that is to real life and how much of that is just like oh fantasy Gus um, accompanies Lorelai and Dorothy onto the boat Um, just as they're stepping on though we get to see a new stranger who is um, meant to be keeping an eye on Lorelai we don't get introduced to him properly until later. Also, they're given um, a check. <laughs> I don't know if it's a cashier's check or whatever, but they're given some money. A letter of credit. Uh, equivalent, basically, to have like a, a good old time while they wait for him to arrive or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing, just it's just an exchange that I liked. She's like, well, is this about to... Um, France, Paris, and uh, Dorothy's oh, like no, sweetheart. It no. was Europe, France. <laughs> yeah, yeah, France. <laughs> and uh, Dorothy's like sweetheart. You wouldn't say that, and she's like, well, you would if something, something. I don't know, but yeah, I just I love that she's <laughs> not an. You wouldn't any... say if it was North America, Mexico. Yeah, and she's like, I would if that's where I wanted to go or something like that. And I just love how she just fully does not, like, let any kind of, like, correction or, like, assumption about her, like, 
make her f- doubt herself at all. She's like, oh no, I'm very self assured. Like, is she? I was so. the the proposition that blondes are airheaded made before or after this play? Lamau. Because <laughs> <laughs> is it Marilyn Monroe's? It's not her fault, but is it her fault <laughs> that bl- <laughs> I don't know. God. <laughs> Short answer um. to that. No idea. Um, I just know that for like almost her entire filmography, that's the kind of character she played. So, but like also, there's like oh a secret smartness. I think in. At least a few of her characters. Oh yes, no, absolutely. So, like, even though she, yeah, there's a there's a secret smartness in this one. Yeah, she she sort of just I, I think th- she it's a thing where she just sort of lets people think as low as possible of her, um, because it also is kind mm-hmm. of an advantage that you have over someone if you yeah like in terms of. Uh, you know, girl boss gaslight <laughs> gatekeep. Um, it's it's <laughs> it's kind of an advantage Jesus to be thought of Christ. as stupid. So, no, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure like it's part act yeah. and part like her actual self. Yeah, but anyway, she she plays the the role well. Yeah, so well. But yes, so secret secret gentleman um, bores the ship. And we know he's going to be important because we get a focus on him. He is Ernie Malone. We get to see more of him a little later on. But before we meet him properly, Lorelai and, uh, sorry, Dorothy, as Lorelai and Esmond are kind of settling in to properly say their goodbyes, um, <laughs> Dorothy just brings in, the entire Olympic team, I can't stop saying, uh, my skin into the rooms to have like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Just to have drinks in their room, but then we get the um the song uh, "Bye Bye Baby." Bye Bye Baby. Da 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 da. And um, this is, it kind of incorporates one of uh, the John Mulaney jokes of like, people used to just like get dressed up to say goodbye to someone on a, um, on a boat. <laughs> and there's like, I can't remember, but I think the joke is something along the lines of, do you even know anybody there? And it's just like, no, <laughs> just waving goodbye to hordes of strangers. <laughs> and I love that. But yeah, and then, oh, and um, Lorelai has her own, like, little moment where she's, like, being, like, super, like, flirty, sensual with her fiancé, kind of, a little bit to, like, mm-hmm. um, t- like calm him down over the idea of how many men are on, <laughs> are on the, the <laughs> boat with them, the ship or whatever, Um so she's like, yeah. oh, don't worry about it, baby. I'm just singing bye-bye, baby, but, like, very, like, sultry-like. 
Um, and the second she like sees oh humans, she's like, ha Anyways, joking. Bye. I mean, I think she genuinely likes Gus. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. I believe that too. I, I don't think her like of him travels deeper than her love of having fine things. Um, Get it's like up at the top <laughs> is being rich. <laughs> up at the top is like secure the money secure and then the just bag, below babe. that is like maybe actually li- like someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, yes, they say I their think goodbyes. If, I think maybe like if if and I were right at the beginning of the movie. Anyway, if even if um, like a separate rich person of equal like in terms of wealth, you know, appeared, I think she choose she's choose Gus, even if the guy was like better looking or whatever, mm. conventionally speaking. Well, we get kind of a hint of that throughout of the movie. Mm. Um, so after the ship leaves the port. Oh, we did get a peek at um, Ernie Malone. He just peeked in on their room. He said he had the wrong room, but clearly he knew what he was doing um, when he stopped by. Uh, But we saw, even from the first instance, when the person who we later found out is actually Gus's father, who has hired um, him to keep an eye on Lorelai so that he will know of any um, wrongdoings that she might have um, in order to stop the marriage because that's the whole point. He doesn't want his son to get married to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we initially see him, he has eyes on Dorothy, not necessarily Lorelai. Again, while Lorelai is so invested in securing the money, like she's looking at the passenger manifesto to know who is rich who's there and Dorothy is just interested she doesn't care yeah. in if someone has money or not she just wants to find someone to love yeah. and, and Lorelai's not having it yeah. she's just she's like... looking at the manifesto specifically to find Dorothy a man yeah Lorelai is just not having it she's like you can be happy when you have money if you're poor, you're definitely going to be unhappy. So why not be rich? That will bring happiness. <laughs> Which I understand to a point. She's speaking more to like socioeconomic security. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> but still. <laughs> what happens next um, is um, Doroth- not, yeah, Dorothy going to the pool, I believe. Or pool area. I don't know. They have like a whole fucking gym on the <laughs> on the ship. I'm like, huh? But she goes there. Yes, you are correct. It is the pool. It is the pool area. Yeah. And um, this is correct. It, she's yeah. there to like so flirt or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, Dorothy goes to the pool uh, area to once again flirt with the entire Olympic team and then she it's revealed to her that they have to go to bed they have to eat at like 6 they have to go to bed at 9 it's absurd to her 
because life begins after nine and they have to have strictness in their practices so she doesn't actually get to spend as much time as she would like with them any of them yeah and so she sings the song um is there anyone here for love is anybody here for love sweet love is anybody here for love and it's a fun number of like people very very naked men i mean like not full frontal ofs but like very very naked men they could have chosen a different color for their trousers i'm not they're too 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 close to the to the flesh tone that and I was just like, hmm, not sure about that choice. But um, yeah, they're all just kind of kind of unbothered a bit, just doing their workouts or whatever. As she's like, I'm a flirt, I'm a flirt, and there's like, kind of like a choreo. There, not kind of. There's choreography, I guess. Um, that's like. Gym specific, yeah. I guess. <laughs> it's like and push up. Lorelai, meanwhile, is arranging for a particular gentleman to be seated at her table for a specific dinner because again she's trying to find a man for Dorothy. Dorothy heads to the bar to grab a drink, uh, as you would do. It seems to be kind of a dancing area as well. And while there, she meets Sir Francis Beekman, um, who she is shocked to find is the owner of a diamond mine, and quickly informs him not to tell her friend about said diamond mine. But of course, Lorelai appears just in the right time yes. to hear about the diamonds. Yep. And is immediately just. <laughs> I love that she like. Like his head. <laughs> like she immediately just has his head turn into a fucking diamond, and she's like, mm-hmm, "Yes, riches, money. Talk to me, Harry Winston. Tell me all about it." <laughs> Sorry. Oh boy! At the same time, this is when. Uh, Dorothy gets a chance to meet properly for the first time Mr. Malone uh, who falsely believes at first that she is as interested in money as her friend Lorelai is. However, he quickly finds out that that is not the case. Dorothy is not interested um, and is actually a bit put off by any sort of money braggadocio i think she's just sick of it because of how lorelei is yeah um because lorelei is busy dancing with this old man also <laughs> can we just uh can i hear a commotion for the dress like the outfits in this every dress every single one of their oh, outfits God, no. every Listen. single one of their outfits not Are one you- was a miss they look so good so funny girl like the wigs yes are to these dresses in this movie yes <laughs> it is stunt they look amazing like when heads turn 
every time they enter the room. It is it warranted. It is for good ass reason. <laughs> they <laughs> so good looking. Uh, yeah. My God. Every single, every, like genuinely every single time they were on screen, I was like, with like a new outfit, I was like, and you never miss, Bessie. Like, I don't even know how to exist <laughs> anymore. This is too much. Every single one. Well, I, I cannot be mad at them at all. Piggy, Frances Beekman. Um, I don't know why she calls him Same. Piggy. Um, <laughs> I don't know where she picked that up from, but he does not care. So go off, I suppose. But yeah, Piggy actually has a wife, Lady Beekman. Who joins them not too long after uh, Lorelai and uh, Sir Francis have just finished dancing. And she comes and immediately Lorelai is fascinated by the bejeweledness of this woman. Mm-hmm. She's got like a diamond dripping necklace, diamond bracelet, earrings, everything. Yep. She carries a tiara in her purse. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let me show you my tiara. And I was like, yes, queen. You just carry your fucking tiara and (laughs) everywhere you go. And Lorelai, who is unfamiliar with tiaras? Question mark? I don't know about that, but she's unfamiliar with them. In fact, she's like, how do you, where do you, Mm -hmm. how does this work? And it's like, it goes on your head, sweetheart. And she's like, oh, I love finding new places to, like, Place my diamonds. Ugh, gotta love her. Sir so Francis wants to have Lorelai for another dance, but the Lady Beekman shuts this down. She can see how this is going immediately. Um, and they both exit, um, her absently reminding to, uh, remembering to take her tiara with her off of um, Lorelai's head. <sighs> Who immediately tries to like figure out a way to seat. put a tiara on her head with her bracelet and whatever else she had. <laughs> She's like, let me see how else I can I can fashion myself a headpiece. <laughs> Later on at dinner, uh, they arrive again in more stunning wear. Um, uh, Lorelai in orange i think it is yes she's wearing yes. and and dorothy in this like black glittery uh piece just stunning oh, stunning oh. just so gorgeous <laughs> lorelei reminds dorothy to be nice to the person that she's invited um to the table but it turns out to be a young boy <laughs> child a stoic boy at that he's just very so dry i love it (laughs) (laughs) after which i believe uh dorothy lorelei and mr malone who's also somehow mystically seated at their table with them uh they have a chat in the dining room afterwards where uh Lorelai seems to be led to believe that he has 
a bit of money. She he says he clips coupons, and she's like, "That's a form of money, isn't it?" <laughs> and I'm like, in a manner of speaking, Girl. I guess, but no. <laughs> Well, I mean, she might just think it's some somewhat similar to the the credit uh, letter thing. Fair enough. <laughs> she delights in leaving those two, Dorothy and Mr. Malone, together while she goes and has another dance with Piggy. Dorothy and uh, Mr. Malone continue talking, getting to know each other a bit better. You can see at this point Dorothy is beginning to like show him actual interest and they go for a walk together on the deck of the ship where they end up ultimately kissing uh, very passionately. Um, at which point I said, they... and dot, dot, dot. Because I don't actually know whether or not they <laughs> go off and have sex, but there's an implication, kind of. But I'm also like, would they do yeah, that? Yeah, there is. <laughs> That's why. That's why I was about to ask you because I'm like later on, um, Lord Dorothy mentions making love. Yeah. But we don't actually see it. Yeah. So I'm gonna assume that they did. Yeah. Which I don't. Maybe it was a thing that they did at the time. I don't feel like it was a very dumb thing at the time. Yeah. Um, Same. That's why I'm like I'm not sure whether or not they did it, but like. I guess for the sake of like whatever my head canon, I guess yeah, <laughs> they did have sex. Period. <laughs> so after this, though, the next time we see um, Mr. Malone is in the morning, where he is taking a photograph through a porthole on one of the decks. Um, Dorothy witnesses this picture being taken but Malone doesn't see her um, she also knows that that is their rooms hers and Lorelai's and so she runs um, well not runs but she hurries off to the room um, to the window where she can see uh, Piggy Sir Francis and Lorelai Piggy is doing this don't I'm pretty sure it's fake Swahili thing um yeah talking about um his his time this is where I'm just like <laughs> I mean myself I was like this seems unresearched but go on <laughs> <laughs> Except he's, for the fact that there's diamond mines, I guess, but like, I don't know. Yeah. But he's talking about um, his time in South Africa, his time with the quote unquote natives. Um, and Dorothy then comes around into the room properly to try to get um, Piggy to leave. She ultimately succeeds by telling him that they have in they actually have plans for um, his wife to be there later and he just suddenly doesn't want to be there anymore. So Dorothy then confronts Lorelai. It's like, what what were you two doing here before um, I got here before he was doing his fake noises thing? Is there anything incriminating, rather, that they were doing 
that would um, facilitate a photo being taken. <laughs> Lorelai tells them, tells her about this whole spiel about a, a python, python squeezing it. <laughs> Again, I, at this basically, point, I was like, wait, like I've not thought about a python one time in my life. Like, <laughs> I don't remember what the sentence was, but because I was watching it with someone and I felt the mm-hmm. need to be like, I've in my many years of existing in this country have not thought about a python just roaming about like killing goats <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was basically to explain that um, Piggy had been squeezing her tightly um, in quote unquote demonstration. <laughs> uh, so Malone clearly has a photo of that. So now it's their mission to recover the film or any photos he might have uh, before it can be used against Lorelai. So the girls concoct a plan. Lorelai, she gets into Malone's rooms and begins searching while Dorothy is distracting him with drinks and such because their plan is to act like they don't... um, know anything about it just yet but Lorelai is ultimately unsuccessful and ends up getting trapped in a porthole where (laughs) she then has to rely on a young child um, to help her. Piggy is approaching so they manipulate a blanket over the two of them to make it seem like her head is the top and his feet are at the bottom and she looks so tall it's unbelievable. Piggy's like, what are you doing up there? To see the view. And also she suddenly has laryngitis because the little boy has to make his presence known. Piggy had taken his hand because he offered it as if it was her hand. And of course he like held it and kissed it. (laughs) Mm. Um, I think he just said, stop that. Oh yeah. But in his very dry... (laughs) It's very dry. And Lorelai's like, oh okay. god. Well, I have laryngitis. I think I'm coming down. Of course, <laughs> you know. I'm thinking Clearly. coming down with a cold. Uh, Piggy eventually leaves. Before she had left or attempted to leave the room, um, Lorelai had phoned Dorothy to inform her that the film wasn't in there. So they come up with the next part of the scheme which is to bring Malone to the room. Dorothy arrives at the room. It's very hot because Lorelai, who again is smart, has already prepped the room to be hot. So of course they would have an excuse for him to shed his jacket. And then Lorelai is like putting sleeping, three sleeping pills in a concoction of four alcohols. And I'm just like, they're going to kill this man. I don't remember their... (laughs) I don't remember there being murder in this movie. I was like, Lorelai, I don't think that's like a limit that someone can like. That is a lot of alcohol, girl. She's just like, mm-hmm. and she's eyeballing the whole thing too. She's not like measuring by any standard, like several shots or anything. She's just like, and a significant amount of this, and a little bit of a stir, and then she like. um mixes water with bitters for her and um, Dorothy to drink 
just so it all looks the same. Yeah. But still, um, <laughs> when when Malone comes and takes the drink, he is immediately just <laughs> he's like, "What are you girls made of?" <laughs> oh God! And then Dorothy but brings some vodka. Just, and she's like, "Oh here!" Yeah. He like takes the whole thing, and she's like, "He's like, what the fuck was that?" I mean, he doesn't cuss, but like, that's not water. And, yeah, and she's like, "Oh, you know, it's vodka." What? Oh gosh, these women again. Conspi- if they had killed him, it would have been conspiracy. It's just so yeah. like, yeah. wow, they manipulated his jacket off of him, but he doesn't have the film there. So, of course, the next part of the plan was to spill water on his trousers. But, of course, by by then, he's starting to feel, like, the effects of whatever was in his drink. And so they just, like, pull his pants off of him when they soak them with the water from a pitcher. And they find the film in there, yeah. But not before, like... One of the the bellhops comes in and is like, "Oh my lord!" <laughs> and they have him take Malone away. Like they put a pink robe on him and send him on his way yeah. without his pants. And they find the film, which Lorelai then develops and then takes the negatives as well. Also, with just random men looking at her all the time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's real just like it, when you turn there's just men. So she goes and shows the developed photos to Piggy who is pleased that she has uh, managed to just was unaware but is ultimately pleased that she has managed to recover them swiftly. And of course as thanks in the payment she wants his wife's tiara. <laughs> I'm like, girl, why? He's like, don't you want any furs or like anything else? Like, no, specifically your wife's tiara. Yeah. It's like, you could just have him get you a different tiara. It would take longer, but she's just like, no, she wants that one. Yeah. So, of course, he goes, <laughs> um, he goes and uh, partially retrieves it for her, um, but they both go together. And while they're gone, Malone comes in with uh, the primary uh, bellhop waiter man, who he's paid off. And he goes and retrieves this giant recording device, and he's <laughs> hidden behind one of the curtains. I'm guessing they just never moved the curtains yeah. in this place. Yeah. Fair enough. And he lingers in the room long enough for Dorothy to appear. And Dorothy is just cursing him out, just like, oh, I don't want to, I want anything to do with you. You tricked me. You're this, that, and the other. And he's trying to explain to her that uh, Lorelai is uh, not good. And, but Dorothy is a ride or die friend. She doesn't care yep. uh, what he has to say. So when Lorelai appears, hands behind her back, clearly hiding something, um, they both manage to get him to leave, but not before he says his final piece, 
to Dorothy, which is that the only thing that he lied to her about was the amount of money that he had and everything else was not part of his job. Um, and then he kisses her just suddenly and leaves. And <laughs> Lorelai is rightfully like, why did you just stand there and let him kiss you? And she's like, oh, I'm falling in love with him. Because <laughs> that like, explains he said everything. He's poor. <laughs> he said he's poor. And that was the final straw. <laughs> like, not only did he spy on us, like, he's not clearly not a good person he's also poor Dorothy please <laughs> but we can see um, as they head off to their uh, bedroom that Lorelai indeed has a tiara they've docked I believe in France by this time Yes, and and they go shopping like immediately. Yeah. After which I think they are confronted by Malone, Lady Beekman, and her insurance her insurance provider. Um her TR is actually insured. And they're gonna take legal action if Lorelai doesn't give it up. But they think that she stole it. And Lorelai is refusing to hand it over because she did not steal it, which is true. Mm. Um, Beekman, Sir Francis, gave it to her. But of course, Sir Francis denies it because he doesn't want to get in trouble with his wife, who would. So Lorelai just looks the picture of guilt. And she did sort of manipulate him into getting the tiara, yes, but it was still an act of giving. It was a gift to her. That he did not have permission to give, but still it was a gift to her. (laughs) And then they're also informed that they don't have any money and like they they can't stay where their room was because they've basically been like exposed. (laughs) Ugh, God, whatever. Um, But yeah, Dorothy and Lorelai are now hotel roomless and they've spent all of their money shopping and mm-hmm. they, they're like what are we gonna do they end up at like a restaurant <laughs> and they're like lamenting and they're singing when love goes wrong nothing goes right etc um, and you know people start listening and jamming and you know, we go into like a whole like hoedown moment of the song anyways and then I think they like look at each other and they're like fuck, duh we're fucking performers let's do that <laughs> and so that is that is the, the line of work in which they go back to and very soon mm-hmm. become headliners I don't know what the timeline time span is here I don't either but it is not long that um, Gus Edmund he flies to to Paris um, to find Lorelai but Lorelai is not interested in speaking to him much because he she he abandoned her 
mm-hmm. left them moneyless in in France. I mean, it wasn't really his doing. It was um, Edmund Senior, um, because you know he's in control of the money. But he came to see her. Um, but then he witnesses her performance. Uh, Diamonds, our girl's best friend, the iconic. Die for love, the delight in fighting duels. Well, I prefer a man who lives and gives expensive jewels. Da 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 da. I kiss all the happy, quite continental. The diamonds are a girl's best friend. I could go on forever. Um, <laughs> it is a fun song, super iconic um just so good such a just so fun it's so fun the thing is i actually prefer the reprise though (laughs) it's so oh uh, dorothy's um, dorothy's rendition yeah yeah i i i prefer her voice in it like i know um monroe's visual performance is the iconic one right but i just prefer her voice (laughs) i mean that's all that it is but yes diamonds are a girl's best friend through that uh gus kind of realizes the kind of woman that lorelei is finally and that she is after his money primarily and maybe not him so when the police come (laughs) because uh lorelei is now being charged with theft um, as was said kind of would happen for the tiara they don't know what to do Dorothy finally manages to tell her like, look I know you're probably not guilty of theft but do you want to go to jail and <laughs> reasonably uh, she's like no I don't so she wants to give it back finally but it's gone it's been taken from her so now they have to try to abscond well they think about it but they don't have a choice and now they have to try to get the money from somewhere 15,000 from Gus and <laughs> Lorelai's just like I think about an hour 45 minutes oh because she like knows how long it's just gonna take to get that money from that man know. like yeah. what how long is gonna, what she's gonna have to do I'm like my god she's got it down to a science yes my girl is oh. smart my girl is smart but yeah so in the meantime Dorothy as Lorelai goes to court <laughs> and she does a well, fairly good impression over. and I love it let's, let's not skip over before that though um we get a glimpse of Malone. He is in an airport with Edmund Sr. They both come after uh, Gus, who is the Esmonds Jr. He runs into Sir Francis, who is was meant to be in Africa, but is in Paris for some reason. And his flight is in an hour. But yes, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, she she she's she's really good at it. She's on 
stand and she's like there not only like the voice and mannerisms but also just kind of like that's how i imagine lorelei would have behaved generally you know mm-hmm. just sort of like yeah, yeah. i don't know and then just talking in circles to try and confuse everybody because mm-hmm. she's smart like that um and at first the judge is like falling for the like you're very hot thing but becomes mm-hmm. very frustrated because he's like girl i want to go like, i want this to end and she's like well you know and then she starts singing. <laughs> She's like, okay, on the head, etc. Reprise. Um, but yeah, does a fun job. Um, love it. Malone and Esmond Sr. appear in court. Um, not to, just to watch her arraignment. Um, of course, Malone sees her and like knows that that is not Lorelai, <laughs> but Dorothy as Lorelai. So Dorothy, as Lorelai, tries to tell him, like, it's before he says anything, you know, that I have a friend named Dorothy, and she is a very good friend, and Mr. Malone um, likes her, and she kind of likes him, and if he did anything to hurt me, Lorelai, she would never forgive him, um, because she kind of is in love with him. Uh, yeah, Malone is just like, you know what? Never mind. I don't have anything to say, <laughs> and lets it go on. But uh, yeah, but, at that point, like going back again to the scene that I had skipped, there is an exchange between um, Malone and Sir Francis. Yes, is that his name? Sorry, I just went yes. through like. <laughs> Sir Francis, and then I said Francis Bacon, and then I was like, is that why she calls him Piggy? Sorry, that's where my brain went. Anyways, um, <laughs> Sir Francis. That would be such a big brain thing, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, But yeah, he like he talks to Malone and is like, oh, I, I had to do it or something, or like, if you see Lorelai, tell her I'm sorry, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So after, you know, Dorothy's like, hey buddy you fucking call us out here and it's over um malone's like oh wait i think i can solve this give me a couple minutes i'll be back everything will be fine and then he leaves and it really is because he leaves he takes two police officers goes to the airport and the officers speak french so of course when they're confronting um be, uh, Sir Francis, he doesn't know what they're saying. They make him uh, rise to his feet and Malone takes the briefcase <sighs> because in it is the tiara. Mm-hmm. So Beekman, Sir Francis, went to Paris to take the tiara. I'm guessing without knowing that Lorelai was going to be arraigned at that very moment. So he goes... <laughs> So they have to bring him back to the court to take out the tiara to to give it to quote unquote Lorelai Dorothy to hand to the judge, to hand to the bailiff, to hand to the insurer, to hand back to Beekman 
because that is the exchange that needed to happen for her to be cleared of giving it back the nonsense which also Um, like this man like trash trash he's gonna let this really truly woman go to like jail and then like leave her there you know like not even just Mm -hmm. like come to her and be like we got no choice we her. i'm gonna take it back and then like call the law enforcement off he's just like no regardless of the ramifications i must steal it back like what was the plan was he gonna get back to his wife and be like here's your tiara and then you think his wife's gonna be like yeah release lorelei because she's still gonna believe that she had stolen it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. anyways i was very upset at the man i was like he's just gonna let her rot (laughs) trash (laughs) and a coward um but yes all of that happens and then they go to gus and lorelei we we go to (laughs) gus and lorelei (laughs) uh the exchange with gus and lorelei is uh it's basically gus gus is um convinced that lorelei was going to marry him she said as much but when dorothy called and said everything was okay she then no longer wanted to marry him but then gus is like i'm gonna make her marry me when confronted with his father um, who does not recognize her as Lorelai because he had seen Dorothy as Lorelai and they don't really look alike. Um, so at first he's delighted to have his son marrying anybody but Lorelai, but it is in fact Lorelai. Yep. <laughs> and Edmund Esmond is not impressed with her. He knows that she's after his money, but is corrected by Lorelai because she's after not Gus's money, but Esmond Senior's money. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, are, like, are you really going to stand there and say, like, you're, you're not after him for his money? And she's like, of course not. I'm after him for your money. And I'm like, yes, bitch. Yes. <laughs> Work. <laughs> she, Please. like, reverse psychologies him. Um, oh, yeah. She like, does. referencing I mean, this a scene, daughter that... <laughs> yeah, this scene has made its round on TikTok, or at least the sound of it, of like, um, mm-hmm. don't you know that a woman who's pretty is just like a man who's rich? And so, like, you wouldn't marry a girl just because she's pretty, but it helps, doesn't it? That kind of thing. And she's like, well, and so it helps. Like, it's not that I'm only marrying him for money, but like, it is a big part of why I'm marrying him. I still like him. Oh, my God relax but yeah he's like (laughs) she does say something about like if your daughter um if you had a daughter you'd want her to marry into like a good family yada 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 as well Mm -hmm. at which point he's like you're not as dumb as people say you are and i'm like yes because she's which is very true (laughs) like she's not at all yeah it's very much i feel like her primarily is the inspiration for Elle Woods mm. in 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 um Legally Blonde, yeah. Why am I blank 
yeah i was like why am i blanking on the it literally has it's the same like this very smart like socially smart maybe not necessarily book smart where l is like very book more academic yeah um but she 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 knows people and she knows how to move around people yeah so good but yes um the movie comes to a close with a double wedding uh, I love between the prince Lorelai. <laughs> I love Barbie the princess and the pauper. <laughs> Sorry, that just makes me laugh. I, just I, mean... Of that. <laughs> I mean, I know one came after the other, but you know. Significantly uh... after. Yeah. <laughs> Decades, yes. But that and we get a reprise of um, when is to them down my little rock and it's kind of them being like and now we're getting married in matching dresses and then we get the chorus singing um, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend for the final time um, sending us out into the end of the movie um, I love like that era of movies that's like and we're gonna end on the chorus of the most pop the song that we know will be the most popular from this movie and goodbye (laughs) yeah and that is gentlemen prefer blondes that's the movie and now we can get into our rating system um so starting off as we always do with music and choreography there isn't that much music yeah. <laughs> the musical there's only like I mean it's a musical in that like, it's like, like uh, like a lot of movies around this time would be like considered musicals mostly because they're you know uh, a, what is it adapted but like they take like three of the mm-hmm. songs from the show and be like here you go it's a musical comedy haha <laughs> um, but yeah I think we don't have time for all of these songs. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, there's only like five songs and then two reprises. So, uh, But the songs that they did choose to keep aren't bad, you know. We all know that um, Diamonds is potentially one of the most influential like movie moments of the 20, yeah. 20th century. I think choreography wise there isn't that much apart from the diamonds scene the the pre the prelude to it where they do all of this um like they have human furniture a bunch of stuff and also the scene with um Mm -hmm. the pool and the entire olympic team (laughs) so but what choreography they did have was like really well executed. I didn't see anything wrong with it. There was one guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, he must feel so bad. There's one guy in the pool scene when they were like, I don't know, they were just like dipping their butts up and down. But he did not dip. He like s- stayed up for one of the dips. And I was just like, I see you. Ooh. And they were like, that's the only take. <laughs> but, mm hmm. Yeah, no, I enjoyed the choreography and the music is um, a clear bop. So I'm going to say combining those, 
it would be 4.25 iconic dresses come through okay i really like the songs here clearly um just so fun like even when love goes wrong which is a ballad for the majority of it um i'm just like yes singing along um and i really enjoy it so i don't really have that much else to say outside of like it's also an iconic scene yes in that pink that pink dress and all of that and it felt like a Ziegfeld Follies moment the like the swan scene yeah or something like that it felt like yes. that um very elaborate but absolutely absolutely love it um and as a result i shall be giving it yeah i'm i'm liking the sound of 4.25 iconic dresses up next is story um it's playing sort of loose with time a lot of the time and I feel like a lot of it was just like there's 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 planting a listening device and then there's planting like a second briefcase <laughs> in the, like in the window so uh, maybe that's how things got done or maybe it was just for visual effect I don't know but there's no reason why they shouldn't have noticed a camera pointed at the room so like actual story like plot moving points it was fun um a little contrived but i can literally say that about every musical mm-hmm. the plot is always going to be a little contrived because they have songs yep. to say <laughs> um so i would say for story uh i give it a 3.75 like still mm-hmm. pretty high Yes, 3.75 films canisters. Um, yeah, stories. Okay, it's fun. I enjoy it. Um, I love how, like, just Lorelai is just so big brain. She's so big brain, and I love it. Um, when it comes to, like, she has <laughs> a mindset that, like, nothing can shake her. And it's just so... I just love to see it. Um, and Doris, Dorothy's like a fun, yeah. like sardonic, sarcastic, like bestie who's just like, I'm here to say all the quips, mm-hmm. um, but also look hot. So, you know. <laughs> so I love it. I like, I really like, the, I really like the story. It's a fun time. It's just, yeah, you're right about the time thing. It's just, I have no idea <laughs> when what is happening and for how long it's happening. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> um, so I will be giving it, I'll be giving it four films of roll. Rolls of film. Four rolls of film. <laughs> I swear it. It's my biggest peeve when I can't tell like how long the time is Things, between yeah. a thing. Like we 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 know we've been new <laughs> since Lemonade Mouth. How I feel about time. <laughs> Which, by the way, we but, I I'm so upset that we hadn't like 
mentioned that Tisha Campbell was in our first fucking episode, <laughs> but whatever. I mentioned it here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If I end up writing a musical, there'll be clocks <laughs> in every room. Um, a calendar. <laughs> but yes, God, just counting down the actual days. Oh, but yes. Um, now then, it is overall enjoyment. Overall enjoyment. Overall, I I enjoyed this movie. It was fun. It was a it was a fun little romp. It was like nothing was meant to be taken that seriously. Like they got into trouble, but it wasn't like inescapable trouble. And even when it seemed that way, they managed to find a way to get around it because they are clever, clever ladies. Um, and I enjoyed. I don't. I haven't watched many Marilyn Monroe movies, mostly because she got a lot of mm. bad press. Personally, when I was growing up, I didn't hear many nice things about her, um, so I was kind of shied away from her. But like having been grown for a little while now, uh, I'm starting to see like a shift in uh, perception and perspective in how people viewed her and her life. Um, and the things that came with it, and I, I feel sad for um her and how things ended up, but it was fun to see, um, her. I think enjoying herself, hopefully, um, mm-hmm. in this film, um, and <laughs> Jane Russell is uh one of my new faves. <laughs> she's just amazing I can't speak for the men in this movie because they were not the main attraction (laughs) so uh, story I will give it um, not sorry overall enjoyment I will give it um, a good solid four out of five yeah four out of five um, tiaras cool I absolutely enjoyed this. Oh my gosh, I enjoyed this so much. Um, I'd forgotten how much I like it because I obviously haven't seen it in like a couple years. But so much fun. I I didn't appreciate Jane Russell and like properly until this watch. I was like, actually, she's giving. So. I love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased to say that the two, the headliners of the movie, stole the show, were the show, and I, there's just like nothing else to say. It's just so fun. Um, they worked so well together. Right? Just oh, it just so good, so great. The chemistry, we love it. Um, so I will be giving it. 4.25 tiaras with diamonds from South Africa. Which, but, okay. No so God. the thing is, <laughs> question mark here, when he says, like, he, he learned the sort of Swahili from the locals, savage, I don't know, what did he call them? Whatever he called them, the natives. natives. I was like, in what con like were you like physically in the di- like at the diamond mine 
I would have to assume so because it's like a birthday time. So like, you know, <laughs> they would. I don't know in which company, like in what way they would have like crossed. He would have crossed paths with a black person, mm-hmm. you know, at, at at all. So, you know, questions upon questions. Um, maybe they were just like, you know what? There are diamonds that come from Africa. South Africa, to be exact. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> no more thoughts. Anyways, <laughs> that does bring us to the end of the um, section in which we talk about the ratings and things. But we are now moving into, we're now at the segment of things that we love. These are our obsessions. Sometimes it's just news or all of the above from the last few weeks since last episode. So here we go. Is it TikTok <laughs> or love or theater we love? I guess you'll just have to listen. So without further ado, we'll tell them to you. These are our One of my favorite versions of this song. Okay, let's get into our. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> um, so, obsessions. I would like to talk about Bo Burnham for like a second. I mean, we'll both be talking about him for a second. Yes. I mean, we could just talk about him together yeah. right now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's do that. Um, so if you are sitting there like, hey, uh, Bo Burnham has a special, a new special on, um, Netflix called Inside, and it is an experience. Like, it is (laughs) very relatable, but also like the existential dread. And also like, it feels like watching someone Mm -hmm. have a mental breakdown and it's like I don't know what to do descent into madness it, yeah. yeah but songs all around and cause that's his comedy so good I don't know mm-hmm. passing it off to you, to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's just so it is he in the let me construct a complete sentence wow <laughs> <laughs> In the special, he is going through different stages of the lockdown while making the special. The special is about making the special, but the special also is the, the completed special. So it's it's watching him, not necessarily all the progress, but it's watching him create and then maybe come back to something later and you really get the essence of that in the finale song where things suddenly combine um, in different in ways that are slightly different than it were before mm-hmm. and it's it's really and it a very 
intimate look into his life I think mm-hmm. but it's not giving us so much that we like know everything about him it's just an intimate look into his brain um is is what I would say yeah uh, and of course the audios like hit TikTok with like a sledgehammer yeah. just because pretty much everyone <laughs> can relate to some of these lyrics on some degree yeah. because we are children of the internet um, and we are, we are people of this lockdown yeah. <laughs> so, and also as like a creative it's, just... it's interesting to see um someone in a process because mm-hmm. like I've absolutely felt every single part of that experience that he was giving us in that like there are bits there are times where you're like I expected to be done with this at this point and I not and I don't know like and it's just all of that sort of like process to the point where I'm not a hundred percent sure where the line is right between Mm -hmm. the thing itself and the making of the thing like it's super meta and whatever but like it's 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 kind of like there's such a fine line between the process of making it and how he felt but also making something in which he's expressing how he's feeling (sighs) Mm -hmm. yeah so i had to take a nap in between (laughs) <laughs> I was like, oh, I need a nap right now. It's like, I am exhausted by yep. this. I literally took a nap. Um, but I got back on it and finished it. It was it's great. I liked it. I really, really I liked like it. I made you some content. Da- oh, he says daddy in the thing. I'm just so sick of the word daddy <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, oh, really, really great. Um, I do have another obsession uh, that is a really short musical called The Space Between, I think it's called. Um, it's like 15 minutes or 14 minutes long. It's on YouTube. You can find it there. And it's basically three songs where... Um, it's during the pandemic and a relationship is sort of ending, I guess. So we get the song of the guy in the relationship. Then we get in on a Zoom call or, yeah, Zoom call with his friends. And then the woman in the relationship on a Zoom call with her mom. And then a FaceTime call call between the two of them as a duet um it i it's i enjoyed it um the actor who plays the guy was the doctor in the waitress um production that i saw on the west end so it was like oh my god i recognize the face um but yeah i mean (laughs) between those two things um I'm like, oh my goodness, this pandemic. Mm. You know? But uh, I, I did mm-hmm. enjoy it. The Space Between, you can find it on YouTube um, in its entirety. I think, like, you can find it on What's On Stage, but there's also, like, a different account that has it in its entirety as well. So, you know, 
go over there, give it a watch. It was actually something I found from the musical dealer who I've mentioned before why while his um, TikTok was called slippery, slippery when wet. But now I think it's just called the musical dealer or something like that. Um, so <laughs> I, you know, I still stalk his content in order to find the things that I want to listen to. Um, but yeah, Jordan Fisher is coming back as Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway. We love that for him. And uh, Felicia Rashad will star in Skeleton Crew on Broadway, which, by the way, I didn't <laughs> know she was related to Debbie Allen. What? <laughs> They're like sisters. I saw it on like Mother's Day. I, they have like posted a picture together with their mom i think and i was like excuse me i mean go off but what <laughs> um but also um felicia rashad is like the dean now of howard university like the college of fine arts the dean so that's cool um yeah that's that's all i i wanted to news-wise that I wanted to talk about, which brings us to the end, end, end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. Um, you can find us on social media, um, on Instagram and Twitter at TMM, TMM podcast. You can find us on Tumblr at tell me more, tell me more podcast .tumblr .com. You can email us at tell me more, tell me more podcast at gmail.com. And if you are like, what? Too many links or whatever, go to either our Twitter or Instagram. There's like a one of those like link tree type links that gives you all of the links to all of the things. So yeah, catch you in the next episode. Until then, uh, mm -hmm. for Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast, I have been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Adicia. Goodbye. Goodbye.